Hello and welcome to another episode of The Rebel Pastor. I'm once again, my name is Joe Allen and we are joined with The Rebel Pastor, Andrew Allen. Good to be here. I know last time you also said, I think you said this, maybe I'm making this up already. You could be. Um, That's part of the fun is when yeah. you make things up. You're like, I'm not tech, like I'm not Yeah. The, and I just realized I did that now two weeks in a row. Two weeks, you're trying to force this on yeah, me to at be some the point. Rebel Pastor. Mm-hmm. The only reason we got the Rebel Pastor is because other Rebel Pastors were taken. So I had to be the <laughs> to make it simple for all like social media. And... I didn't know that was the case. Yeah, for real. So, like it was just supposed to be Rebel Pastor. And then, um, you know, then it morphed into that. I always thought because like to me, the, the like makes things sound so much more cool like official to me yeah it does but at the same time it makes it sound like very much about me and and the idea is like rebel pastor is this thing that all pastors should be yes not just me like everybody that's a pastor should be a rebel Mm. pastor um or for people that are that have pastors just that that's the kind of pastor they should be looking for maybe Mm. is like the rebel pastor a rebel pastor but you know the See, way social media, is, internet is, look, it's like, hey, some some dude in, like, Maine had that or something, <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'll just be the rebel It's master. probably a dead account, hasn't been touched in I years. Know, right? But the other thing is, look, we live in a society, we need a okay. face of okay. a company or whatever thing, a channel, Well, and this face I don't is... want it to be me, so it's gonna be you. <laughs> you're the host, you're kind of the person that this is yeah. on, so... I'll host the yeah. Rebel Pastors. Just, yeah. I just don't want people to like think it's just it's about me mm. per se. Now yeah. I guess we'll have. I mean, I can only speak from my experience. Yes. So it's my perspective, mm. but my hope is that we're calling all sorts of people to yeah. be Rebel Pastors. And as someone that has heard a bit of your experiences, not yeah. a, not probably as much as I think I've heard. That's possible. Uh, you do have a lot of them. Yeah. And they range from being absolutely hysterical uh-huh. to being really kind of soul-crushing. Yeah, you're right. So you're, you're not wrong there. I think if if we do need to have someone fill in the the space, mm-hmm. you're pretty good. Well, uh, thank you. At least temporarily. Yeah, at least for now. see if I can work, you know, work out. Being, yeah. No, and that, I, I would imagine that's probably true for lots of pastors i mean Mm. as a pastor you have some pretty funny crazy things happen in your life and you get to be a part of wild things or whatever but then um also just you know there's a lot of hard stuff too yeah so well after last week's episode Mm -hmm. like i feel like that was a great start Mm -hmm. and there's obviously so much more we want to touch on and get into but I'm just really, really excited to get into this again and get mm-hmm. kind of going. Me too. Take this off the ground. And I'm sure we'll touch on it at the very end. But anyone that still doesn't know how to reach us or anything, we do have an Instagram and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Definitely the check jazz. us out. I've uh, been really <laughs> saying that a ton lately. The jazz, huh? Just all about the jazz. <laughs> I don't know how that filled in or how that happened. You seem young to be saying no, all about her. the jazz. <laughs> But yeah, that's the best way for us to communicate with you. Yeah. And if you have any questions or any like topics you would like us to touch on, mm-hmm. that's the way, at least at the moment, that is easiest for us to see yep. those and get get in. Yeah. And you can go the old-fashioned way and, and just get on the website, therebelpastor.com, 
Uh, the don't forget the the that's important <laughs> actually with the website it's not you can do either okay but um but anyways from there you can just email us as well and, yeah. and we'll get those and i promise i will answer emails and communicate with people and so we would love that actually just to have people that have questions or thoughts or whatever and the more we get into this and we'll use social media to do that as well um get ideas for stuff to talk about in different yeah. shows yes a hundred percent. And I feel like, obviously, right now, we can just go anywhere and get, like, crazy mm-hmm. and go to so many different topics. But you actually had some kind of cool things to talk and kind of dive into a little bit more that I think is a really good backbone to what this mm. uh, podcast is going to be about and why maybe the call for rebel pastors is super high and mm-hmm. I don't want to say higher than it has been before, but I guess it just feels like it because that's where we're living. Yeah. Needed, needed. You mm-hmm. mean like high, like yeah. needed? Yeah, definitely. And, and I guess that is, we kind of want to define a little bit more what we're doing with this. Although I kind of think we like some things undefined. We mm-hmm. want the ability to be able to like totally go off the rails and talk about weird church stuff and, uh, weird experiences that we have, so we'll definitely do do that. Um, but really, I guess one of the things that I I wanted to hit is just my my hope in and purpose maybe in starting this idea. And I guess we already covered it a little bit, but was is to just I want to be, have it be twofold. One is I really want to call out just all the crap that is going <laughs> on inside of the pastoring profession, mm. and so. There's ridiculous stuff that we can point out by being, you know, by focusing on the ridiculous and and maybe reminding people like, yeah, this is really stupid. Don't don't you don't have to do this. You don't have to be involved in this kind of system. And and sadly, I think when you are when you're just doing church, when like whether you're a pastor just doing church, or whether you're going to church and you've just been going to the same church forever, it's like you just get caught in this like cycle. Mm. It's so easy to get caught in a cycle and not think about what's really happening around you. So some some of my hope is that by calling things out, we can be like, think about what's around you. If your pastor's being an asshole, like you don't have to, he doesn't have to be your pastor. Like mm. you don't have to go to that church. You don't have to put up with that. You can call your pastor out for their behavior. And I, I think, um, well, I'll stop there. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely makes sense. <laughs> and I think... That's one of those things, like, you say that, it sounds super, super cool, and it's like, yes, 100%. Yes, call those pastor assholes out. (laughs) And also, I mean, it it immediately runs into a lot of the stuff we talked about last week of, like, Mm -hmm. when that is something that said sounds like, yes, I agree with that, I'm Mm going to do that, in action, Mm -hmm. that's a very intimidating thing. Yeah, you're very right, And and that's the problem with any kind of, like institutional kind of power structure and it absolutely is and that's part of the problem is that we've given pastors this insane amount of authority or um like stock in our lives Mm -hmm. and in even the flow of a church and so kind of unfortunately in a lot of scenarios if you if you cross the pastor then they actually do have the power to like gaslight you and kind of cut you off yeah. and all sorts of things like i could tell you story after story about people that stood up and just simply 
like question something not even like full-on disagree just question something and like in a matter of weeks they were like off leadership teams and like not allowed to be a part of like worship and not so that yeah i mean you're you're right there is there's kind of a fun side to like calling things out sometimes Mm -hmm. but the reality of having to live that out is usually not as fun yeah well i mean that also goes i'm assuming just the exact same for anyone in the congregation as well yeah like if if you don't have a position of power or whatever you know Mm -hmm. like you're on a leadership team you it's not like you don't have anything to lose yeah no that's exactly what i'm yeah same if you're a pastor like maybe associate pastor Mm -hmm. worship pastor youth pastor there's that but just the regular churchgoer that feels like this is part of my community yeah Unfortunately, in a lot of scenarios, yeah, there's that's, power there. Yeah, that's uh, ugh, ugh, that's nuts. And, and, yeah, and it shouldn't, I guess, let me say this from episode number two, it shouldn't be that way. There's, mm-hmm. there's nothing in scripture that points to like a pastor having this insane amount of authority in anybody's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we can get into like where that maybe is sort of appropriate but an insane amount is never appropriate but we have created especially inside of well i won't even say the evangelical church because this goes back to like the catholic church yeah you can't even you know the pope is basically (laughs) saying jesus's words himself and Mm. so you can't question that and he has the power to like actually decide if you're going to heaven or hell or whatever right yeah so those kind of power structures have existed forever in the church but that which is so crazy i'm kind of all over the place today but think about this like jesus's instructions to the disciples who were going on to lead the church was serve one another like wash each other's feet, like take care of each other. It wasn't set up power structures and set up all these like levels of leadership and set up. It was to like serve and love. And so we've strayed so far from that to um, pastors being these celebrity kind of CEO characters. And uh, I definitely want to call that out and help give people some support to walk out either standing up to that or walking away from it. Yeah. Well, I, this might be way too broad of a question. Shoot. Uh, why? How, how do you think we got to that, this, like, what do you like the steps that man, we could, that we've taken just throughout history. And I know like different congregations and whatever are all different. Like, obviously if you're Christian and Catholic, there's going to be separate things, but there, there's, the one thing that is always universally the same is either by them wanting to take it or just Mm -hmm. the people giving it, Mm -hmm. there is always this structure. Yeah. And so it's just like, why and how do you think that like has gotten so to the point that we're at? Yeah. This is, this is probably way oversimplifying it, but I, I think honestly, it's just proof of kind of the, evil bent of mankind you know Mm. that we we so crave power and position and the more we kind of get of it then the more we want of it and the more like we're never satisfied in that desire yeah 
And so there's something addicting, I think, about power that really corrupts a lot of pastors, I think. Um, I don't think a lot of people start off just with evil motives being a pastor, like purely selfish. I think most pastors probably get into pastoring because they feel a call of God on their life and they want to help people in their faith and they want to serve, but then they start getting power and, and position. And it's like, they want more and more and then they don't want that to be questioned and they don't want to lose that. And so I think that's the very simple reason is like, it's just part of our weird evil bent as humankind that like power does that. It corrupts. Mm. Um, and, unfortunately I think once the church started going down well there was probably those things going on we can see it even in like some stuff that was going on with Peter and Paul and James and some of the apostles like way back there was definitely some issues very very early in the church but but really once the church was institutionalized I think that's where you really have that power kind of structure come into play that we need people that are running the show and everybody Mm -hmm. else needs to kind of follow their directions. Yeah. And, but I don't think that's a gospel picture at all of what being a pastor is about. It's, it's just so it's crazy because it's not just something that I would love to be able to be like, well, it's obviously the pastor's fault. Yeah. Because obviously there's a lot of, blame that goes onto that Mm -hmm. but there's it's the people too yeah like you just said we want someone to lead we want someone Mm -hmm. to take that role so even if you know the say the pastor is starting in such like a pure of heart place Mm -hmm. and is just his desire is truly like let's talk about jesus let's talk about god let's talk about community yeah like if the community he's in or she's in Mm -hmm. if they start to put you into this place like it's only a matter of time before that can like twist anyone absolutely and that i guess that's the other side of human nature too you know is that we want somebody to lead us Mm -hmm. and i think which is evidenced by like our crazy passion for superhero movies and stuff like we we kind of want to believe that there's like a superior race of 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 humans mm. you know and so like i think that goes back to maybe our own insecurities of like okay i i can't walk out this faith very well like i'm kind of a mess and i'm up and down and sometimes i'm doing good but there's these special humans that are like yeah. really holy and they're they're like our pastors are our spiritual heroes and they're and that's just not reality. Well, like it's not, you know, like yeah. we're all flawed. We all have our issues. We all sin. We all mess up. We all are insecure. And so once we start putting that pressure on somebody, I think there's, I mean, there's a lot of pastors out there that feel like they can't be honest and vulnerable with their church. Mm. You know, like that they couldn't admit, admit that they, are questioning things, questioning God, questioning scripture, questioning. I was literally just talking to a group of pastors and that like the kind of common ground was like, well, you know, everybody expects us to have the answers and we need to. And I'm like, 
you know, we can't just be struggling through our faith in front of the whole church. And I'm like, why can't we just be struggling? Mm. Like, why couldn't we be telling everybody? I don't even know if I believe in God this week. I'm, you know, yeah. What would ha- I don't know because mm. it doesn't happen very often. No. Does it? <laughs> yeah, right? You haven't heard that a lot from pastors mm. on a Sunday morning. Well, <laughs> hey guys, I don't really know if God exists, so... <laughs> but I, I think it would be healthier for communities Oof. of faith if if that's how pastors led. Yeah. You know, that they led from... Well, weird, that's kind of a biblical thing. Like if they led from weakness mm. um, and then saw what happened. But again, because of this weird system we have, it's like, no, a pastor can't show their humanity that way. They can't show weakness that way. They can't. Yeah. And that's just, again, that's like, it just is stupid. It doesn't make sense. And that system needs to come down uh, in my mind. Yeah. No, and I think, I mean, that hit super hard because I I especially when you're like uh, you know we want there to be this special type of person I can think of countless times that that like that's the exact thing that I've gone through sitting mm-hmm. in church of like I don't know mm. where I'm at or what I believe but like this person does and so I can aim mm-hmm. aim what at the, what they're aiming for and mm-hmm. I think that is it's very scary and it can is. be very corrupting mm-hmm um, sadly, with all those things, there's a bit of like, oh, so cool truth to that. Mm-hmm. But to think that that's something that that person never is struggling or isn't human, mm-hmm. like that's where that gets such a such a problem. Well, and you see then how, because we were never supposed to be following a a person, a mm-hmm. man, a a human, a man or a woman, or you know, like we were made to be following after Jesus and so following after God following after our creator so it doesn't matter how amazing the human is they're going to fail Mm. you know and so that I think that one it it creates this pressure for pastors to lie which then I think is part of what leads to like so much moral failure with pastors is that like they're having to lie about their own struggles and seem like everything's okay. And so they find some place that nobody knows about that's kind of secret to like let down and do their thing. Um, But then it's also why it's so disillusioning for people then when a pastor does so you're absolutely right. It goes both ways. We've got this weird thing going on with pastors that needs to kind of crumble and come down. And then we've got this weird thing with, you know, the like church, just church people and their view of pastors. Because yeah. so many people are disillusioned when a pastor messes up or, you know, has mm. a moral failure. And why like why why should we be i mean i get it when when a pastor does something you know like if a pastor cheats on his wife or um a husband or whatever like that is a big deal that has big consequences so i'm not saying those things don't matter but it shouldn't shock us that that a pastor has a moral failure it shouldn't shock us that a pastor is struggling it shouldn't it shouldn't be disill- like the only reason we would be disill- so disillusioned is because in some way our hope is in that person and we're not called to put our we shouldn't be putting our hope in a person yeah. well i think that 
oh god there's so many things but like just that last well, the very last bit of that is like that's a hundred percent what it is it's like we mm-hmm. put this you know we put the pastor on the pedestal over mm-hmm. god over jesus like, yeah they're our gateway in yeah you know we Absolute, can't experience yeah. god unless we do it through them mm-hmm. and I think even jumping a little bit further back to like, you know, pastors having to start to hide and mm-hmm. be secret. I think I would assume that's where so much of disconnect starts mm-hmm. because it can start with like a little lie or like, I'm not feeling great, you know, spiritually or even physically, mm-hmm. but I can't let that show. Mm-hmm. And so once you start doing that with someone, you're creating two different, you're, you're yeah. yourself and then having a different face when yeah. you're out there. Yeah. So then you're pastoring, which again is why it's filled now with celebrity pastors mm-hmm. like your your pastoring is a persona yeah i was about to you say know, what is that yeah it's not it's not who you really are it's this charismatic personality that's meant to draw people into the church or be influential other places or and it it's it's completely 100 percent like just this fake persona mm-hmm. and i think sometimes those pastors like that's the only persona they have. Like I don't mm. think they always have a second side. Like it's so dysfunctional that that's become their yeah. person. Like, like you know, some of the some of the really big celebrity pastors. I'm thinking like that is who they are mm. now is the shallow shell of a human being that is just this celebrity pastor. Um, but for other people, there's like two kind of things. There's like this is my pastor self and this is my uh, my true self yeah and and that may you know for one if you're stuck in that there's no life in it for anybody that's been in that there's like no life in that um and again i i know pastors that have been like oh i love being able to get away from my town so that I can like drink and smoke cigars and do things because if anybody saw me doing this in my town, they'd like freak out. So like, I don't yeah. have, and that to me is like this wild oh. thing of just, <laughs> do you realize how dysfunctional that is? Mm. But then also for, for their churches, that's, you know, it's keeping real relationship from happening. Mm. And in my mind, that's like, what church is really supposed to be about is like a community of people that have relationship with each other, walking out the gospel together. So if we can't be real with each other, we can't have relationship with each other. And what are we doing? Like, yeah. it's just about the show. Well, cause at that point, yeah, it's, it's not a pastor and like, it's not a community. It's a celebrity and fans mm-hmm. and the celebrity mm-hmm. and fans don't have a real relationship, but they, no, they, they have this thing that looks super no. special and cool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but there's right. no substance to that, and Ooh. there's like, I, and sadly to me, that is the stereotypical picture of the American church. Mm. Is like that. That is what some pastors. Well, that is the picture of success, I guess, in a way. Like that's yeah. that is what's held up for us as a successful pastor, somebody that's got this big ministry, and they're super influential within their church, but like. You know, once you once you're over, I don't know, a few hundred people, how can you really have relationship to walk out? Mm. Um, but not to mention that that those pastors are too busy to do anything with people in their church. Um, so that is that's we somehow become so twisted that the very thing now we look at as being successful mm. is this thing that 
is destructive in my mindset. Yeah. Well, I think that that's definitely worth touching on a little bit more is Mm -hmm. a sense of like, what, what is a successful church? Oh, wow. That should be like a bunch of episodes. That's definitely something we, I feel like we got to hit and something that we can, but like if, if that's a measure of Mm -hmm. what success has become, Mm -hmm. what do you, like, do you feel off the top of your head? What is true success? What is a successful church? (laughs) Why do we want to have a successful church? Mm. Why, like... I think I think there's something even fundamentally flawed about that is that we were never called to be successful. Mm. So the early church, one would argue, didn't look super successful because they were being like killed every day and like, you know, in hiding mm. and there was nothing about that I mean, I've thought about this at times. It would have been really depressing to be a pastor of the early church because you constantly would have just been having funerals. Like, you just would have constantly been talking about all the people that died this week and trying to console your church, the people in your church, to, like, still have faith and still, like, we very much glamorize it. But, like, the early church was just this not what we would look at and say was successful. We always go to the Acts verse of like, and God was adding to their numbers daily. And then like 10 years later, everybody was dying and being killed. You know, so I think we even, there there's a false, we've already embraced a false system when we are asking the question, what's a successful church? Because I think there's times that church is supposed to be unsuccessful. In terms of, uh, normally what we're talking about is numbers and growth and cool things happening and ministries that are going out. Yeah. But when has that ever been the mark of true gospel kingdom Mm. success? Oof. (laughs) Oof. You've you've shattered, like, (laughs) my brain with that. I'm... I'm like, oh, we're doing a podcast. I got to think of what... <laughs> but that's just jaw... It seems so... It's like, it seems like such an obvious thing. It does. We, we talk such, about it, but that's jaw-dropping to me. I'm not... I'm just throwing it out there, you know, that that, that, that is the uh, maybe a reality we need to look at. Especially, I mean, as all Christians... What do we think is success, and why are we following success? When, again, even, even the, our Savior, like His ministry, wouldn't look. Every time I love this about Jesus. Every time the, His, what we would say, ministry is starting to get successful. Like more and more numbers are coming. Mm. If you read through John, like every time that happens, He does something so offensive that it drives everybody away, and. I think he does it on purpose. Like that's yeah. part of his rebel nature is to do that. And and even to the point where he's like prodding the disciples at times, like, are you guys going to leave too? Aren't you going to get out of here as well? You know? And, and then again, Jesus's mystery, when people were expecting him to be this amazing deliverer and he ends up crucified as a criminal, mm. 
there was nothing about that that seemed successful. Yeah. You know, even his grand entry into Jerusalem, it was a bunch of kids and women and a few disciples like throwing this parade that nobody really cared about. We celebrate it now, but at the time it was kind of like this sad like, whoa, wow, yeah, that's the king of the Jews, yeah. you know. So I don't believe Jesus's example to us is that numbers are what matter mm-hmm. or, you know, some sort of big show or getting on the cover of Relevant Magazine or whatever it is. It doesn't, you know, that's like success isn't yeah. what we're called to. Hmm. So in a weird way, like, I guess for my own, if I'm just going to be vulnerable, like that has meant for me at times embracing really challenging myself not to be focused on numbers and especially you know i took over a church that was really struggling and kind of falling apart at the seams it's still and a very big church at the time at the right? time yeah it was well at the at the time at one point it had been really big like mm-hmm. maybe around you know eight to 800 to 1,000, which for where we live is big. Yeah. And then by the time it was really, but that I really took it over, it was probably like around more of the fours. Okay. And, but I very quickly got it down into like the ones. (laughs) And, um, and it was cool to let go of this idea of success. And so as numbers are dropping, having this, confidence in my heart that I'm was we were exactly where God wanted us to be mm-hmm. and I guess that's maybe what success should be like are you where God wants you like are you in step with God if, I, if we're in step with God as a community whether that means there's 10 of us and it's the same 10 every week that's success or you know if, if it's growing in kind of a stereotypical idea of what success would be yeah. I get super skeptical of anybody that's focused on numbers as being a proof of something healthy or successful. Mm. Yeah. Oh, fair? Like that's I mean, no you, so yeah. So yeah. Like I said, I I'm I feel I'm feeling a little just shell-shocked and how like cool that is, but still just like that's coming from like I'm coming out of a place that I'm not even in a leadership role mm-hmm. and how how does like if you're you know someplace in this middle of like you're not you know you're not trying to be the celebrity pastor mm-hmm. you maybe you're starting to realize this rebel call mm-hmm. like how does that affect like that's a scary thing to look at Absolutely. And, and I think for a lot of pastors out there, if you're listening or come across this in some way, um, I, I just want to encourage you to weigh that cost, you know, mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a way, because there, there needs to be, if, if you're going to be a true rebel, like an abandoning of the idea of success and the abandoning of kind of just continuing the status quo and the institution and so for many people that's going to mean a demotion in salary 
It's going to mean a demotion in um, respect. It's going to mean a demotion in uh, influence. Um, but to me, that's worth it. To be doing something that's really bringing life. And honestly, I guess I'll answer this question. I think the most successful pastors are the ones that we'll never hear about. Ooh, you know, to yeah. me, to me, like, I have so much respect and just want to, like, when I see them, like, give them big hugs and tell them how awesome they are, would be, like, the pastor of a small church in a small town that's just been faithfully really serving and caring for their community, whatever that would look like, you know, doing the potlucks and uh, visiting people that are struggling and they will never be known outside of just the community of people that they're walking out faith with. To me, that's a truly successful pastor that I think Jesus is really proud of. Um, all these other people that we think are successful pastors, I'm, I wonder, so, you know, someday mm. what Jesus is going to have to say to them. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just yeah. wondering. Yeah, you that's know. fair. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, I I think that's as good of a place as any to kind of end the second episode. Yeah, I feel like we covered a lot there. Yeah, I feel like I definitely had, we definitely have a lot more to touch on. <laughs> we'll have to hit on that. I, what, that's one of the things, I think hitting away at su- the idea of success is something that we have to go after. That'll be one of those mm. things we have to just constantly go after because it, it's it's contrary to the way the church runs now, and it's contrary to how we're taught to think yes. as just humans and people. Um, numbers and influence and power is usually what we mm. translate to success, but God's kingdom is usually very upside down of that, and yeah. I think there needs to be kind of an embrace of that again. Um, let me just say this again if if you're out there and you're listening or if you want if you're listening hear this and you know people that you you know please share share this account um, tell people about what we're doing here um, but if you if you are a pastor or if you're just somebody that goes to church and you want to talk about this more have some questions um, please, Email us, hit us up on social media, DM us, something, let us know. I, de- I definitely want to talk with people that need somebody to talk to um, and ask some of these questions and look at some of these things together. Um, but it's it's worth it. It's worth it to um, start to embrace those rebel questions that get you to question even what success is. Mm. Yeah. And until next time, guys, have a great rest of your week. I'm super excited to get already into this next episode. Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm.